Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. My guest today is Steve Chandler, and we're talking about being present and doing things right now. TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini Mo. Joining me today is Steve Chandler, an author, corporate trainer, business and life coach. He's the author of dozens of books, the latest of which is this book right now, Mastering the Beauty of the Present Moment. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hi, Susan. Thanks for having me. It is so nice to talk to you face to face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I enjoyed your book so much, and I feel like it's one of those books I need to read several times to really grasp all of it and i felt like it's a little bit of a philosophy book mm. yeah it might be yeah well you talk in the book about labels and how for those labels to keep being true you have to keep the memories of the labels spinning in your mind and i found that concept so fascinating and i wondered could you talk a little bit about that yeah so what i find in my life and in, in the lives of my clients that I work with, is they might have a negative label about themselves. So for example, I'm a procrastinator. And, uh, but then it takes mental energy to keep reminding myself I'm a procrastinator. And then every time I think about that, I drop into kind of a low mood because it's not a very inspiring thought. <laughs> no. Uh, and that has to be maintained. And what happens is trying to maintain that segment of my identity keeps me away from the freedom that's inside me to create whatever I want. And that's the downside of all these labels people place on themselves. I'm this way, I'm not that, I'm not this, as if it's all permanent and as if they had no freedom. Hmm. But they do. They do. So that's so. If if someone is thinking I'm like you said in the book, I'm shy or I'm detail. I'm not detail oriented. They don't have to keep that label. That's right. That's just a story that comes from the past, and uh, it's not useful, and it denies everybody's ability to learn new things and learn new ways of being. That was one of my favorite parts of the book. But my other favorite part was this theme around, you can do that right now. And, <laughs> and how that, that can get in the face of fear. And you and I talked a long time ago about fear and how it's only a thought. And this was honestly one of the most interesting and powerful things that I had ever heard. And I'd love the audience to hear you share a little bit about that because you talk about it in the book quite a bit, and it is such a shift in perspective because we all think about fear, uncertainty, anxiety as actual real things. Yes. Hey, I have this fear, and also uh, it's now they make it more than just a thought, which is all it is, and they make it some kind of mystical dark force that might be coming from another planet or coming from my, my childhood. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's in all my cells of my body. And, uh, and, and people miss, it's just a thought you're believing. And they mm -hmm. miss that. They miss how the mind really works. 
And because of that, they stay really stuck. And so um, I have a fear of speaking on stage. So, okay, so um, what are you thinking might happen if you're up there? And, and what is the, we want to work with what's really producing the fear. Mm-hmm. And we want to find the belief behind it because the belief is the problem. Fear is not the problem. So what do you say to someone who says, hold on a minute, Steve. I feel like when, I, when you say that the fear is not a real thing, that you're somehow discounting my experience. And that right. I believe this is, this feels very real to me. And it, I, I want you to honor that. How do you have that I'm conversation? Happy, I'm happy to honor that. And I agree with you that it is a real feeling. It is real. But you, you're thinking it comes from a circumstance or something. And if you could see that it comes from a belief or a thought, you could have more freedom from what ends up as fears in you. Mm-hmm. So it is real, but where does it really come from? Hmm. It does come from belief. I mean, I, I think, I, I agree with you. I want to be clear about that. <laughs> but I have had conversations about this topic where what I've received back has been, no, these are real things. I had real experiences. And I don't know if I'm not explaining it well, but it, it seems like there's a pushback around the reality of the feeling. And, and for me, it's tremendously freeing when I think about, like, I tell my clients when they, they say, but I'm afraid of that. And I'm like, no, 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 that is your sort of lizard brain telling you to run away from the bear when you know we were prehistoric people there's no bear you there's no bear it's not real it's just your brain doing crazy little neuron firing things and it's not real and most of my clients are good with that but every once in a while they come back with a no this is real this is a, a an experience that i've had i feel it it's in my bones i've got it yeah well they're right yes it's true so one thing i i don't want to push back against the pushback mm-hmm. because I don't want to get into a debate about concepts mm-hmm. when someone's sharing their experience with me. So of course it's a real experience. And um, if I have a belief that spiders are a dangerous or a threat to my well-being, um, then, then the feeling I get when a spider walks across my desk is, is a real feeling. Yes, it is. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> yeah. But with someone else who studies insects and, and really enjoys biology and understands which spiders are dangerous and which aren't, mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll see the very same spider and say, oh, look, isn't that beautiful? They come out in the spring. Let me catch it and take it outside. So it's the same spider. And because of two different beliefs about it, we have one person is feeling fear. 
the mm -hmm. other person is, is feeling warmth and joy. So how could the spider be what creates the feeling? Well, right. Okay, this is a great example because you picked a thing that is my thing. So let's let's stick with that for a second. Um, so for me, the thing that creates the fear is an old childhood memory. And so how do I, how do, and, and this is relevant for, you know, our folks who are experiencing something similar, whether it's heights or it's public speaking or whatever it is, how do you change that old memory? How do you change that belief? Well, why do you want to? I don't want to be afraid of spiders. I don't, okay. I want to be able to go out and garden and hike and camp. I think I'm meant to be that person, but I can't okay. do that. Okay, so um, the way I eliminate a fear of dogs, spiders, horses, uh, men, women, mm. CEOs, is to um, allow myself to warm up to them a little bit at a time. So like a slight, so, deep, uh, like a slow progressive desensitization? Yeah. Read a little bit about them. Learn which ones uh, are actually to be avoided and which ones are not. Mm -hmm. Learn about their habits. Um, it, the, now, this is if you want to make a project out of it. You don't have to, but if you want to, it's a slow warming up to, to this so that the more you understand something, the more you get close to their world, the less fear there is. Because you start to see, I really have nothing to fear here. Mm -hmm. Just allow yourself to open yourself to um, that world if you want to get rid of your fear. However you do it, a little bit at a time. And you don't have to wait to do that, to have that project. No, you can no, do it now. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love and that. So, so as soon as we're finished, Google uh, I love spiders and, and see what you find. That might be a little a big step for me, Steve. <laughs> Well, then take a smaller step. Well, yeah, I, I like, I, I'm, I exist in the same world as spiders. <laughs> Interesting. Well, is there anything, while our audience is waiting for their book to arrive, what could they be doing right now? Well, the, the point, one of the biggest points of the book is there are a lot of things that we don't realize we could start right now. Exactly. And so we keep pushing them into the future. Someday I'm going to write a book. Someday I'm going to get back in touch with my aunt, who I have lost touch with. We don't see, um, you know, it's a half an hour before my next meeting. I could call her right now. Mm -hmm. And the more you start waking up to the beauty of the present moment, how much can get created in the present moment instead of sometime in the future, uh, it starts to become a new, a new power you have. Like, hey, let's do it right now. It's true. It's true. And and I found that those things that you put off often don't take as much time as you think. No. And if you just do it now, you don't. You you you're done. You have the feeling of accomplishment. You have the thing is done, 
and you're not thinking about it anymore because those That's things right. stick in your head a little bit. <laughs> they Don't bother you. Your mind, but someday I have to do that, and I keep meaning to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That is great. All right. So don't wait to order your copy of Steve's book right now. Steve, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Would you like to join me for a brief after show? Sure. All right. Well, viewers, you'll find the after show at our website, twoquestions.tv. That's our URL. Again, here's the book right now. Make sure you get your copy. We'll have links down below in the show notes for today so you can get your copy from Amazon. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.